Welcome to The Magic of Childhood, the podcast for parents and caregivers dedicated to learning through play, helping adults notice the magical moments of childhood, and curate more play in their lives, one messy, beautiful moment at a time. Every parent wants to create more magic in their lives, and every child deserves a creative, joy-filled life. So how can we do that? Well, I'm Reagan Fulton, the owner of Playful Acre, and I'm here to tell you how. When you listen to this podcast, you will learn how to own each moment and find magic in the most humdrum experiences of parenthood. I cover everything from parenting pains to outdoor escapades and delve into the importance of seeking out these opportunities to spark wonder and awe in your child. I tell stories from my own life as a parent, educator, and entrepreneur to bring light to every moment and celebrate life's messy glow. I see the magic in childhood. So I'm bringing you a podcast, lessons, stories, and conversations that make you fall even more in love with your kids and your personal journey of becoming the best parent you can be. So subscribe to the Magic of Childhood podcast. I can't wait to bring you along on this journey. Hello. Welcome to the Magic of Childhood podcast. I am here today with our guest, Harry the Nanny. Harry. Hello. I am so glad you're here. Go ahead and introduce yourself for our guest. Tell us a little bit about who you are. All right. Hello, everybody. My name is Carrie Bland. I am known as Carrie the Nanny on social media. I'm a certified professional nanny and now a toddler mom. I've been in the industry for over 11 years. I'm very passionate about water safety and advocating for the importance of swim lessons for all ages, not just children, even adults too. They should take swim lessons because drowning is preventable. And I have a passion for, basically I have a lot of passions. Also passionate about mentoring the next generation of nannies, helping them with general childcare things or employment things, or really anything with that. And I'm trying to do that locally in my community. I created an Instagram page called Circle City Nannies. I'm based in Indianapolis. And it's known as the Circle City. And I did a poll on Instagram and a lot of people voted for that name. So that's what I, I made it. Uh, but I, I planned the International Nanny Training Day here. And really, it's just been started full blown this year in 2022. But playdates to splash pads and parks and nanny's night outs and brunches and all kinds of things. So I am trying to consolidate my life, but then I keep adding more to it. So uh, we'll see. I can relate to that. That is for sure. And of course, that's of course how we connected. I am a former nanny mom as well. And we got to talk and finally be at Nanny Palooza recently. But I love what you're doing in your community and bridging the gap between like your mom life and nanny life. And that's what I wanted to talk about today is this magical world of being a nanny mom and nanny parent. Just as a disclaimer, we are both moms. So we're going to talk about being moms, but we know that uh, all parents can relate to these types of experiences we talk about. Just want to throw that out there. What are, What is it like raising your child alongside other people's child? I know you mentioned you are a certified nanny, professional nanny. So actually, let's rewind a little bit. I was going to ask about that. How do you define that? What is a certified professional? What is that versus someone who is a teacher? What did you have to do to become certified professional nanny? <laughs> so basically, I don't, I never completed college. I went for a little bit, but I don't have 
a full associates or bachelor's or teaching degree or anything like that. But when I found the world of nannying, there was a in-person school that I went to and they had a certification slash training program. Um, I would equate it to more of a trade school situation. I was a couple months and you got certified afterwards, but they also had the placement program, like an agency. So I know the International Nanny Association and U.S. Nanny Association and like U.S. Nanny Institute, they all have different levels of like certifications and accreditations that you can take to, in my opinion, essentially boost your resume because I don't feel like I'm necessarily more qualified over somebody else who is a teacher or was a teacher or has been a nanny right out of high school and has 15 years experience. Like continued education and professional development is very important, but experience plays a huge role in that too. So honestly, for me, it's helped me secure some pretty good jobs, but I did pay the money for it. So I say I am a certified professional nanny. (laughs) It's kind of like, is it like equatable to like the Norland nannies a little bit in the UK? Not not quite at all. Their training is much more intensive. I think it's three or four years long. This is very, 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 I was thinking about it. Very scaled down version of that. I think there used to be quite a few in-person schools around the U.S., but I'm not sure if any exist anymore. Yeah. Um, But there are the online training programs, then obviously the conferences and stuff that people can go to for extra professional development and stuff. So I say absolutely. And my point of making you explain all of that is, is it's on purpose, right? You became a nanny on purpose. Yes. And this was your profession before you became a mom. Correct. And you went into this journey of motherhood and starting your family, knowing that you wanted to stay as a nanny, correct? Yeah. I don't know if I necessarily knew, but it, the more I like progressed and like when I got older and got married, I knew that I wanted that to be an option if I chose to do that. Yeah. It worked out. (laughs) Absolutely. And so I know, and if you haven't checked out Carrie's Instagram, make sure you do. She has so many resources and so many things about her journey, we got to put on an amazing workshop and her and Courtney will be putting on a workshop in January. That's super exciting. All that to say, you get to experience something that I've had the honor to experience is this magic of raising your kid alongside not a sibling, but an almost sibling. Working a lot of hours and being with, I know you work part-time, but you're still with them all the time raising your kids alongside of other kids and just how magical that is. So tell me a little bit about, because I know you, you found them after he was born, correct? Or while you were pregnant? Yeah. So I was still pregnant. And so obviously they knew. I wasn't like, I want to get be pregnant someday. I was like six months pregnant when I found them. I reconnected with them. They were a former babysitting family. So I will say like, in regards to the whole job search thing, I was prepared to search and dig and interview and all that kind of stuff. But it really, this position in this family did fall into my lap. So I'm very appreciative of that. It didn't fall into my lap. I pushed myself on that. Um, But that reputation marketed myself in the right way. But yeah, I, but yeah, I mean, it's been great. And it's funny because I know like we talked about this and you mentioned Courtney because she's nanny mom too. And a part of this conversation as well. And it's like when I'm at work, even with my son, it's like I'm almost in like nanny mode. There's still like some mom mode, but I feel like I think more critically or objectively, or I'm not sure what the word is I'm trying to put there, but it's clearer right there and problem solving or different things like that. But I, they all share me equally thing too, which is something that I 
did have to communicate a couple times to my employers because they question it. I think that's a question with a lot of families during hiring a nanny who's a mom or with or without children coming with you because then you have other obligations at home. But everybody's fair, kind of like an equal at work. And then obviously when we're at home, he gets all the mommy and dad that he could ever need and want. <laughs> right. I say my son's an only two. So yeah, that's for sure. They know when it's a mom and dad at time and when to turn on the charm and get those snuggles, which I do not mind at all. It's funny though, too, like just because so like you mentioned, I work part time. There's been a couple weeks like this past year that I've worked close to full time hours and they just don't need me part or they don't need me full time. And it works with our life right now. We've planned for this and so it works. But anyways, we worked a couple full time hours and it's so funny because like then when we come home, my almost two year old, he needs to like decompress after the day too. like he needs to sit on the couch, get his water, get his milk. We sit and read books. He's <sighs> just so Rowan gets his switch time when all the kids are gone. Okay, mommy, can I have my switch? And he goes and just zones out for a little bit. And I do too. That's our- right. Yeah. Because I have right now, my big kids are in school. But if if they're home with us, there's three others that I'm caring for plus then him. Yeah. 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 So one of the cool things too, I wanted to talk about was just like how special it is. Because I know, you know, I don't know what your future plans are. You're just going to stay and only, but my son is going to stay an only child. And so it's very intentional that I want to continue to raise him alongside of the other kids because of those relationships that they make. And I know you do such a beautiful job of showcasing how special the bond is, especially between the two littlest in your stories and stuff. And I just love watching that. I know with my, with my family, they've always been older than my son and so it's been really special to watch like that older sibling almost relationship and watch the kids like love on him as he grows up and stuff so tell me about what that relationship is like i know you've got the twins who are older like they're in school so what's that relationship like with their little sister versus with your son do they treat him like a little brother what is that dynamic like i do want to say too like you you posted the reel with rowan cheering for the nanny kid pre-nanny palooza and that was just if you haven't seen that go to playful acre and check it out but um (laughs) when i saw it again (laughs) i know heart heartwarming but it's been really great and honestly So like when I was originally job hunting then, when I was still pregnant, I was planning on finding a family with a similar age child because I had prior to an experience because I thought that would be the best situation. And since then, like I've talked to you and other nannies and stuff who have had older children and then had their child come with them. And it's like the older sibling thing. So it's great. I'm like my guy and the toddler, there's five months between them. So they've known each other their entire lives. Um, They've rolled on the floor together, pushed their shopping carts together, caused a ruckus together. But this past summer, so my big kids, they are in all day, everyday kindergarten now. And they were in like part-time pre-K or preschool or whatever it's called the year prior. So we had them like every other day. But this summer we had no summer camps. We had no nothing during the week. It was just the summer of fun. And granted, I was there part-time. But literally every day we did something. We went to the splash park. We went to the zoo. We did something. It was adventures. Even if we were just walking, they have a river by their house. Even if we were just walking there, it was magical. The sun was shining through. It was perfect. And it was more like trying to have them help me with the toddlers and like teamwork makes the dream work kind of situation. But the, the first time I like really noticed it was we were going through the car wash 
And he had never been through one. And we were all in the car and they were like, normally we unbuckle, which whatever. But they're like, normally we unbuckle and we crowd over their little sister to protect her or whatever, because she's scared. And I'm like, he's never been through one. Can somebody help him? And one of them was like, I will. So then they each covered over a toddler and it was just so sweet. And that was like, not the first moment that I noticed things. He's not their sibling. Yeah. So that is a little bit, it's not that they like show her favor to them, but she's their sister. Yeah. That's so willing to just jump right. Right. Oh yeah. It's different, but like, but, and we've been like practicing a lot of handholding with the toddlers, like since spring and we did it at the zoo. And so all four of them are holding hands and like, the bigs are in the middle and the babies or the toddlers are on the side. I never know what to call them still. But right. and then there was another time I forget what we were doing. But anyways, we got like Starbucks treats for the big girls. They got like vanilla, whatever they are, the little milkshakes, frappuccinos. And we were back at home and we were getting ready to leave. And I think their little sister was sleeping or whatever the story was. But anyways, one of the big girls, she was like, do you think he wants some? And I was like, I don't know, but you can offer him. So she did. She often he didn't take it, but I uh, wish I was surprised. But but yeah, but I was just like, that's so sweet. Just, I don't know, wanting to include him and stuff. And it's the toddlers definitely fight like siblings, though, over toys. But because they have twins first, there are a lot of doubles. Yeah. But then things that she gets on her own, there's only one of. And uh, it's figure it out. <laughs> I say that was one hard one. One family I was with. When Raul was right about the age your son is now, and it was it was difficult because we came in the boys were right about a year and fifteen months, and they fought like cats and dogs, and we ended up having to leave because of continued biting, and it just there was some family value not aligned. But I actually I was thinking I was like it probably would have been a lot easier if they were together since they were babies, and. Throwing them in as one-year-old together who had always had everything to themselves. All of a sudden, this kid had my son in his house touching all of his toys, had no concept of sharing. And so I love that they, they got to grow up together as babies. Makes it a little bit easier. But it also just goes to show, too, that it's like that bond and those sibling rivalries almost, they learn to solve those problems either way as they grew up together that's just an interesting dynamic but then let me think of my four kids so the family that i was with when rowan was he is sandwiched in between their third and their fourth he's about 16 months younger than their third and that seven months older than their fourth and and they called him baby sparkles though like he was in my belly baby sparkles and ballerie girl because mom bought ended up being pregnant we overlapped a little bit obviously <laughs> and i thought it was just so sweet the way that they named him the same way that they named their bombs that they had done it for the previous babies before i was around but they were like oh you're not going to tell us what his name is okay we're going to name them and they do some baby sparkles and they talk to him all the time and just left off so it was just great <laughs> that's so cute yeah they that was a big that was a big year of transition though like for the big girls even because like Their little sister was born in July and then I started with them like I'm part time now. I was like a poof in the wind part time at that point because like I was coming back from some like nanny stuff, whatever. But uh, but like they had their little sister born and then I started coming. And so they had all of me then because little sis was a blob and slept and I baby for her which my bum helped hold her. So that was a fun little addition that I didn't know I would be pleased about. But but then I left again for a couple months and then I came back 
with a new baby and like little sis is moving around or at least sitting at that point and my baby's a blob and they're like what is happening so so i feel like with them it's been a little more of a transition but really like they've just really developed and grown and they're two years older now also and always try so your guys's kids were born 2020 correct or end of 2019 and then in the beginning of 2020 right yeah yeah. They had a lot of these, those girls, those girls went through it for a little bit. They did. They've really done a great job though. And again, with the, when we were able to go places or their crafty ladies always. Uh, out- seasonal crafts. Just, just <laughs> go. It seasonal time. It is Halloween, Thanksgiving, all the things. Go check out all the ideas. She just posted a bunch today and I was even like tempted to do one. I'm not a, I am not a seasonal craft person. So that's okay. <laughs> Anyway, I'll let you know. But but yeah, just trying to make sure that they had their time still too. But then, you know, now again, like even with them being gone, still trying to make sure if, you know, their little sister needs snuggles from me, she's getting her snuggles just as much as my son's getting his because they have big feelings. We are very much deep. She's already two. He's almost two. We're in deep in the terrific twos here. And it's just we're navigating. Yeah. And that is, I think unless kiddies have learned how to regulate and co-regulate together is one of the fun things about raising them together, at least that I've experienced with having the kids here is you sometimes you teach one coping mechanism of regulation, teach them how to do their dragon brats or something. And even though you were only teaching the one child, someone else is listening next door and like they all learn it together. And then you'll see them together, start arguing how sudden somebody's taking dragon breath they're reminding someone else to take dragon breath and just like the way that they teach each other and they grow together i think it's just really beautiful and i think it's a unique way that you and i and other child care providers have found to give some of that magic that is like that sibling bond without you know having multiple kids at least now and i don't know i think it's a really unique for sure. Even like you touched on 2020 and there were babies born and toddlers growing during that time period that had never seen another little person. So our kids have not really experienced that, which is the blessing with this industry, our career paths, the people that we worked for, you now with your nature school, the opportunities are endless. Yeah. I don't know that I would have started my nature school without that because what really made me realize, one, that my property was perfect for it and two, how important it was to me to raise my son and be able to provide that type of setting was just the fact that we couldn't go places. I was definitely a trip nanny. We went to all the parks, zoos, museums, all the field trips. Also, we can't go anywhere. And so I was forced to get creative and playing outside and get back to my roof in that way. But also, I got to bring my nanny kids to my house. And that was super special. And I know it's not something that everyone gets to do, but getting to see them here and make those memories, just the fact that we had playmates. Like other, especially being having an only child, I saw other parents of only children really struggling with the socialization. And so it was it was just really special to be able to have daily contact with other human beings. And even for me, being able to see mom boss and dad boss and just talk to other human beings even was so huge during that time and just be able to see other parents. 
I think that's another aspect. It's we're raising our kids alongside of each other. You have that professional relationship with your boss, but they're also a friend in a way. What is that I, for you having that mom-boss relationship, especially going through your pregnancies pretty much together? How's that been? Yeah, so I'm, as much as I say it to other people, I am definitely one who like latches on to nanny families, like in a more personal, friendly way, like still, still maintaining that. Right. Like still maintaining that level of professionalism. There have been a couple of families where I haven't been able to like bridge that gap. And then there's been things that have happened. And then so we're not a good fit for each other, which I mean is fine. Uh, but we we get along really well. Our communication is excellent, I feel like, because that was how it all started. It was like, as long as it's working for you or, or for both of us, then we'll keep it going. If it all of a sudden isn't working for you, meaning for mom boss or and dad boss too, but she's the one who I primarily schedule with and all that kind of stuff. But but he's still very much in the picture and involved in family things. If it isn't working for you for one reason or another, no hard feelings. I'll help you find someone. I'll come visit. We'll still hang play dates or whatever kind of stuff. But that was a year and a half ago. Clearly. And I'll say for me, I had that same situation and actually had that happen when family of Rowan and I was with that one that he sandwiched in. We did end up parting ways after their fourth was born because for me, with some postpartum anxiety and depression I was dealing with, it was just too much to have the five kids and have the two babies so close together. And we parted exactly like that. We just were both like, this is going to be too much. Yeah, let's part as friends. Um, and not allow it to get to a point where we resented each other for some reason because I made a big mistake because I was too overwhelmed and wouldn't admit it or they were overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. That open communication was huge, but I actually ended up going back last summer. We spent the summer with them before, not, I guess not last summer, that would be two summers ago. But the summer before I started Playful Acre, we went back and we nannied for them again and had an awesome spring and summer with them. And the youngest were old enough where it wasn't too difficult. And that's what I think is so special about the relationship when being a nanny parent, raising your kids together is, is we came back together and it was so special and so easy, I think, because of the bond the kids had too, because it was so much like their best friend coming back together. Because we did, we got together all the time in between that. And I feel like whenever I talk about this, like whether it's with you or just anyone else. I feel like my conversation, like about my experience is like all butterflies and rainbows. And because honestly, I feel like I fought for it in that way. I didn't fight for the relationship, but like I've tend it. Right. I've made it the way, like the best way that it works for me, the best way that it works for them. Like I said, our communication is great and stuff. And that doesn't mean there's never been a bump, but it's been very minimal, seriously, if any. But I have work for families that have been very bumpy. And now with my child coming along, that is not going to be tolerated yeah. like with me as a professional nanny anymore. I think that it forces us to have more open communication because the consequences of a misaligned communication is so much more. Because when two children from two different families are involved, you want to make sure you're aligned. So I feel like, well, one of the perks of a nanny mom is you're going to have great communication because it's just as important to your nanny that you're communicating about developmental things and parenting discipline, how you're displaying as it is to the family. I think that's almost like a little bit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I will say, I think one of the hardest hiccups now just in toddlerhood is the chaos of it and like the destruction almost. Not like 
purposefully destroying things. Those oh, Melissa and Doug, those Melissa and Doug shopping carts are great, but they are built like a truck and they ramming speed into walls and doors. And little sis does it too. So it's not just my guy. I'm like always after them trying to like push it this way or I don't know, put your food in it or your baby dolls in it or whatever, but they love to race them. So then we take them outside and stuff where they, you know, can't run into walls. But sometimes it's the dishes need cleaned up or the laundry or whatever. But luckily, nobody's gotten a hold of markers or anything like that. But but then they also have this low table that like they'll both climb up on. And I'm like, you got to get down because I'm like, oh, this is a nice table. I don't want this. Like, everybody's home is meant to be lived in, but I don't want my child to like really live in their home. <laughs> I feel that. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's all. Last nanny family is now across the seas now. That's what they're, they're out. They have like some of the night, like they had a glass dining room table like black topped and oh my gosh the boys would go to climb over it that would just cringe be like that's what's gonna happen today right yeah they're just gonna shatter this table yeah no we go outside when it gets too rowdy like that but but yeah but that i will say that is something that like probably in the last five or so months has been a real problem for me just because you're a nanny but just you wait and someone on the up side of the three nature yes though <laughs> yes, yes. all righty we are almost out of time here so before we wrap up i wanted to ask carrie do you have a story of a magical moment from your childhood that you remember that you can tell our audience yeah let me think about it there's a couple things i grew up in cleveland ohio and so it's like right on lake Sorry, erie like what i know i know yeah, it's just for yeah. listeners cleveland's not a part of ohio the entire state and the rest is just no man's land listen people are people are gonna people are rioting okay Uh, but no but but yeah so anyways just going to the beach and watching the sunset and collecting the lake glass and all that stuff i did that like almost every day with my my mom my sister my grandma sometimes so that was magical just and taking our trips we were very lucky to take a couple trips but i will say there was this one time that was really cool too we were going down the Yakagini River in Pennsylvania. And it was like a beautiful day. And then it turned dark and it was really hot and it was fine and whatever. Anyways, my point to this is you could see the rain coming up the river, like rippling up the river and like downpour dumping. Like you might as well have just gotten in the river, which we did. We just went swimming at that point. But I'd never seen anything like that, like a wall of rain. So cool. I saw it up the river. On, uh, on the beach, not on the river, mm-hmm. but I'm sure it was similar. Mm-hmm. Out on the beach in South Carolina. Yeah, that is full circle back to the water and the swimming. Like anything water related is magical for me, right? Yes, that's what I I like to be near the water, not so much in the water. I think touching my feet. Okay, it's just I grew up on the beaches in the on the Pacific or the Atlantic. I guess that would be in South Carolina, outside of Char. What side of the country? <laughs> Whichever one has dirtier water. It's, you know what? It's almost nine o'clock. It's almost past my bedtime period of time. Just so I've got true. And my brain shuts off. I'm an old lady. Where they can find you and what we've got going on coming up and where they can connect with you. So you can find me pretty much across social media at Carrie the Nanny, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. I think all those guys are Carrie the Nanny and or www.carriethenanny.com for 
those like services I mentioned before, possibly a water safety ebook coming out this spring. You did mention at the beginning this or whatever that Courtney Jones, she's everything Courtney. We're going to be doing a continuing the nanny mom conversation with some agencies, hopefully in January. And we'll see. Just trying to keep the conversation going. And I'm learning everybody's information, including Courtney, down in the show notes. Make sure you connect and I'll put all of Carrie's links to her site and everything. Your website's beautiful, by the way. So yeah, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. All righty. Have a great night.